Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Three. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. We are live from Studio Lumo USA here at number one King William Street in the city. It's currently 18.9 degrees outside. Rather pleasant day. We'd love to hear from you today. We have a wonderful prize. I'll tell you about that shortly. So jump on the phone, either give us a ring or send us a text message. Big thank you to Hyundai Brasilia Coffee and IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Let's welcome the Italian Gilding. What's the matter you? What do you think you do? Nothing. Why you look so sad? <laughs> it's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. Ah. I'll shut up your face. That's my mama can remember. Good afternoon, Michelangelo. Hello, Kim. Hello, everyone. Now, I'm concerned. What's wrong? Well, I know that you have one ear that doesn't work, but <laughs> is the other one working now after you've Come into the studio and been blasted. Oh yes, sound blasted. You up, up a little How'd that high, happen? You were just using it. I know. Only, no, different levels come through for oh, different ads. You okay sometimes. though? No, they wake me up, Roach. I'm Good. Up, up and about. Good. Up and about. Look, uh, we've already had a weird afternoon, Roach, with a few discoveries coming through. We'll get to that shortly. The AFLW on the AFL website made a little mistake yesterday. Yes, they did. And they've taken down the article and uh, they've sent out a bit of a correction without saying they'd made a mistake. But we were onto it. <laughs> we'll get to that very shortly. We nearly cost us our bloody friendship yesterday. Yeah, don't worry Rich. about it. Oh, no, I'm not. Was, See, what we did was, we, was, made hey, pe- was it, we made people go and look at the rule book, didn't we? I was hoping See, they, good things us. come from those moments. Do they? Still don't think they'll get a grand final in Adelaide, though, the Adelaide girls. Uh, no, no, that's still a possibility. I know, but I don't All think will be happen. explained shortly. I don't think it will happen. Yeah, no, no, you backpedalled yesterday. No, you would never, ever be that rude where you'd tell someone when we're interviewing that you won't make the final, grand final. That's why I said it could be your last game at Nord Oval. No, no. Yeah, you so said you be. won't. Won't was the word. Do we have to play it again? No, no. I, all I right. just don't think they'll make it there. No, no, you said they won't. Well, all right. I'm saying they won't. You're saying that now. Mm. Yeah, it was very rude to say it to a guest. Oh, well. It's got to be up front. Truthful. No, you, you made a mistake. All right, let's no. get into it. 3.35 today, Rich. Oh, Who are we talking to? We are going to be talking to... <laughs> Jake Lehman, the oh, Sheffield Shield captain had, for South Australia. You had no idea what's going on. I know who's on, there. but I didn't know what order they're on. Really? Yes. Uh, I know. Who, I know who I'm looking for. Uh, South Australia. Australia. Yeah, South Australia takes on WA at the Wacker, 1 p.m. our time tomorrow. Mm. It's a second v third, and we're in second place at the moment. Early days though. It's good to get back-to-back wins, too. Oh, damn right it yes. would be. Rooty, roots, roots. At uh, 3.30, no, 3.50, the time-honoured journalistic masterpiece known as Roochie's Roast. Who does that? You. Oh. Who's in your sights today? Who am I making gravy for? Uh, just a little bit of advice to the Premier. The Premier. He was on with the Brecky Boys this morning. Bix and Walshie. I look forward to hearing the cuts. Yeah, we're going to play a few of those grabs. At four o'clock, we'll have a chat to Gemma Barsby from the Adelaide Strikers. Uh, They're sitting in third place. They take on the Sydney Thunder tomorrow at your favourite ground, Karen Rolton Oval. I do like that ground. There's a tree there that's very good to sit under, Kim. Really? Yes. I have a bird craps on you. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's good luck. Right, I'll buy a lottery ticket the next time it happens. there you go. And it will happen. I know it will happen. I've done that a few times. 
I remember being well, over at Port Vinny once, and well, I was sat under a tree and been. No, well, I was, I was going for a walk down towards the marina, and then got a lottery ticket. No, well, I, yeah, a bird from mm-hmm. above, a seagull, dropped a huge one on me, and I've done fair income. And uh, I knew I had to get to the. It was about two k's away from the pub still, so mm. I knew I had to get there by six o'clock. So but he ran all the way. I kept the bird dropping on my arm route, raced in there, saw the publican at the time, Peter Green, wonderful man. Said, quick, Greeny, quick, get me a lotto ticket. And you wouldn't believe it, Roach. You won. Bugger all. Uh, I got the stitch. Some oh. of those old wives' tales, eh? Yeah, anyway. Mm. But if it happens, you should do it. Right. Uh, I remember four, that. 4.35, Roach, Lauren Arnell will join us. this. Yeah, Port Adelaide AFLW coach. Um, look, disappointing year, but they did improve. Big finish. Thank heavens they got that big win for the mm. send-off to Aaron Phillips. Because I know that was very much on Lauren Arnell's mind, that they had to deliver that day. Well, it should have been on everyone's mind, really, mm. to send off a champ Fair like that. pressure on a coach. Yeah. Uh, um, two wins and one draw. Last year, though, one win, one draw. So, minor improvement. I thought there were some good signs. Mm. Takes time. What Sydney's done is quite staggering. That's remarkable. Not yeah. Gone from not winning a game. Remarkable. Done some good recruiting. All right, Roach, uh, let's jump in around the grounds. Yes. Uh, now, this is a concern. There is a genuine World Cup worry. Worry. Four years of hard work and planning may be washed down the drain for the Australians. And not only the Australians, also the New Zealanders. We've got two semifinals. Mm. India playing New Zealand. Let's get this right. On Wednesday. Wednesday, right? yep. Australia, South Africa on Thursday. This is one of the more concerning. This is all about weather. Because yes. we know cricket is an outdoor sport and it gets affected by rain. So I have gone to the master of all weather reports. Jane Keith Martin. No, oh, Keith sorry. Martin. <laughs> no, Jane is our sweetheart. Lovely, lovely Jane. But Keith is the man who's gone and investigated what is going on in the Gulf of Thailand You've where gone. a cyclone is developing. Mm-hmm. And this is his update for us. Just for A few us. showers developing overnight, quite breezy with- He's underselling that. A few showers. We're talking about 60% chance of rain on Thursday. Oh, yeah. 90% chance on Friday, which yeah. is the reserve day. And he's talking about it being breezy, a cyclone. You've Keith, got, you've you, undersold it. You've gone rogue again. You've gone rogue. Play it again. Play it again. Play it again, Brendan. Let's hear from Keith. A few showers developing overnight, quite breezy. Yes, it will be breezy. There will be a few showers. And if it does develop, the highest-ranked team, be India Mm. against New Zealand, South Africa against Australia, Mm. advance, free walk to the final. I know. It would be a sad end. As I said, four years' worth of work and planning. Maybe there's a bit of mayo on that, but it's been a tough couple of months over there to get yourself in a position and then to be... Not allowed because of the weather. Yep. I, we had this four years ago when we were on air with SEN. Yes. Uh, I can't remember who it involved, but it's just ridiculous. So they allow the Wasn't spare day. Wasn't it England here at, at Adelaide Oval got worked over against Pakistan by weather? I'm not I'm not sure, Roach. But I, I just think it's ridiculous. You have an event that's once every four years, so you get weather and you only allow one extra day. So if Thursday there's a 60% chance of rain, mm. so if the game's washed out, it goes to the Friday where there's 90-odd percent chance of rain. So what's your alternative? I know. Well, you wait for the Saturday. So you do it once every four years, mm. and because you get two bad days of weather, yep. you're not allowed to play. I, yep. I find it ludicrous. Here's a text coming through. Uh, if getting crapped on by birds was lucky, Ruchi would win lotto every day. 
Mm. If only. Mario. If only Mario. All right, Rich, we'll go to a break. When we come back, we've got some uh, AFL news to talk about. The All-Australian squad's been announced, 42 players, great representation from Adelaide and a couple of Port Adelaide guns as well. And confusion reigns supreme over who's allowed to or who qualifies or what the rankings are, what the rules are to host the AFLW Grand Final. All will be explained. This is Kimba and the Rich, thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona, Imagine to be Bold. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nineteen degrees outside Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. All right, round the grounds, Roach. Let's keep going here. Uh, the AFLW today announced their All-Australian squad, 42 players. A big representation from the Crows. Six from Adelaide Six. in a year when all 18 teams have a representative in the All-Australian squad. Adelaide 6, Port Adelaide 2. Did they do that to be nice or are you saying they're deserving? Uh, no, they, why would they do it to be nice? You don't muck around with things like this, oh, surely. Well, they're all about equality, Roach. Just thought oh. I'd throw it out there. Well, it's the first time that we've had the AFL All-Australian squad, which was 42, have oh. representation of all 18 teams, and now well, the there AFL you go. I might be on to oh, something. Oh, you think they're spreading the love? Oh, they could, Roach. All right, for the Adelaide Crows, Chelsea Bedell, we spoke to her yesterday, is in the squad. Caitlin Gould, uh, that would be her first time. Yes, it is. Yep. Uh, she may get cut, Rooch, okay. as a full forward, which is harsh. She's had a great season. Annie Hatchard is in there. Uh, Neve Kelly will definitely get, definitely get yeah. a wing, I think, breakout season. Ebony Marinoff will be there. Oh, Daniel absolutely. Ponta, it depends how they pick their forward line. So they're the six. What about Port Adelaide? Abby Dowry, who is Port Adelaide's best and fairest winner at the Friday night, sorry, mm-hmm. and the wonderful Gemma Houghton. She had a great year. Yeah. She is a competitor, a real fact warrior. that she was fit and ready to go. So unlucky last season with her injuries. Congratulations mm. to all the nominees. Uh, that comes out, uh, Rooch, I think, just after we're on leave, 26th or 27th. That'll be cut back to 21 players. Okay. Straight after... Have you got the date there or not? Because the grand final is in December, isn't it? Uh, I can tell you it'll be Monday, November the 27th. Which is okay. just before the... Grand final on the Saturday, of which has been a point of contention as to who gets hosting rights. Well, this is ridiculous. We, we had a little Barney yesterday. Not a Barney disagreement. I reckon you used the wrong word, but you're stuck. Well, maybe I did. But oh, now we've. Maybe I did, but my, in, my. I did say, could be. You said the Chelsea Bedell, they won't make the grand final. I don't think they will. Well, you would have never at done home. that. You would have never done that. At home. Anyway, it doesn't matter. There was an. I was hot on it because I'd read the article in the morning about the qualifying criteria to have a home grand final. Which was wrong. Lo and behold, a reporter, who would have thought, Roach, has written the wrong article. The AFLW have seen it. They've char- changed it, taken away the article, Roach. I was trying to get it printed off. And they haven't done a correction. They've done a statement of what the qualifying criteria is. So the rules are, we know that at the end of the home and away season, Adelaide was ranked number one. Mm. Melbourne was ranked number two. North Melbourne was three. three, And Brisbane was four. Yep. We had one and two lose. Adelaide and Melbourne lost. And they lose their top rankings with it. So right now, the top ranked team 
In the AFLW, the number one ranking belongs to North Melbourne. Mm. They get through their preliminary final, which could be against Adelaide or could be against Sydney. Mm. They will have hosting rights for the grand final. If North Melbourne gets knocked off by Adelaide and Brisbane wins against Melbourne, Brisbane is then the or number Melbourne two. defeat Brisbane. No, hang on. I'm talking about how Brisbane gets a grand oh, final. Oh, sorry. Apologies. So if Brisbane wins, North Melbourne loses. Now, Brisbane against Adelaide or Sydney. Now... Should Melbourne knock off Brisbane? Quite possible. Mm-hmm. North Melbourne lose to Adelaide. Possible. If it's a choice between Adelaide and Melbourne hosting, well, Adelaide is higher ranked than Melbourne. So Adelaide. Adelaide can still get a home grand final. Could. Yeah. So if anyone was on the AFL website can. yesterday, the story uh, you would have read about how you qualify to get a home grand final was wrong. Mm. So well done that they've sent it out, but they should have done an apology and a correction, Rach. And we spoke to Phil Harper at the Crows, and his understanding, even before the mm. season began, was you lose your ranking if you lose a final. Yeah, and I was listening. We had him on speaker, Rooch, and he thought that was the case. But when he read the article, he thought, oh, well, maybe I was wrong. Yeah, but he wasn't. <laughs> he was right. He All always right. is well-informed, Phil Harper, so there you are. We knew go- as soon as they lost at Nord Oval that the top rankings would change. We've tidied that up, Rooch. We're going to jump into a break because we okay. want to have a little bit more time to talk about Gather Round. Do we ever? And we're going to propose the question, you know, why aren't we promoting our regions if we've got this exactly. for four years? And we've got a $100 Archie's voucher to give away. Now, Archie's are thongs. They're so comfy you'll never take them off. They have an arch support in them. They're really sturdy. They're absolutely brilliant. So we have a $100 Archie's voucher to give away. Whoever presents the best case for the region we should be promoting in Gather Round, because we're not, with all fairness to Mount Barker, I suppose that's the Adelaide Hills, but when we talk regions, like the Iron Triangle, Wyala, Port Augusta, Port Pirie, the Flurio Peninsula, should, it be, should we be investing in having a game at Victor Harbour or Port Elliot? Counter Bay. Yeah, Counter Bay. The Barossa Valley. Now, we all oh. thought it was going to happen this year. So should it be Tanunda, Angerston? Williston. Nuriutpa, Lindop, Gawler. Gawler's the biggest town. Mm. But we'll go to someone that uh, lived, uh, Brendan Lyons, our panel operator, we'll get his opinion on this. Because having dated someone, Roach, from that region, I cannot believe how territorial they are. It is very competitive. I'm not sure which part of that conversation concerns <laughs> oh, me more. Yeah, yeah, don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> look, McLaren Vale or the West Coast, Port Lincoln, Streaky Bay. Anyway, yes. there's some ideas, yes. so we'll get into that shortly. Port this is Lincoln, great spot. Kimba on the Roach, we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here, bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. Jake Lehman coming up after the 3.30 news. Then we have Richie's Roasted around 3.50. We're speaking to Gemma Barsby. We were going to speak to Amanda Jane Wellington. Um, And at 4.30, we'll be chatting to Lauren Arnell. Roach, this morning on the Brecky Show, Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. You can hear them Tuesdays to Thursdays, 6 a.m. to 8.30. They had the premiere on. I'll get you to hear this. This is Peter Malinowskis explaining about a gather-round game in the Barossa for 2025. So we're really keen on a game in the Barossa. I've, I've said that publicly. That's going to happen in 2025. The only reason why it's not happening in 24 is the time it takes to bring the infrastructure up to scratch to meet an AFL standard. So we just weren't able to do that by April next year, but we're confident we will have it in place by 25. 
So what infrastructure? I've got one serious question. Because this was discussed 18 months ago. Peter Malinowskis was really strong with the AFL that he wanted a game in the Barossa. Mm. Made it a big target. Mm. Then it didn't happen in the first year of Gatherer. I would have thought from the moment he got the no last year, it was move every bit of earth, rock, timber, anything mm. to make sure it happened for 2024. I don't mind throwing you under the bus, Rooch, because mm. we love each other. Yeah. I would hope the boys asked a follow-up question. What infrastructure? Now, Linesy, our panel operator here, uh, did they ask that or not? No, I didn't hear that part. You didn't hear that part. <laughs> Linesy threw them under the bus. <laughs> All right, we posed the question, Rooch. Uh, what areas should we be promoting? Mm. Uh, the Riverland, Loxton, Renmark, Barmara, Wakeree, you know, should there be a game there? Should we be taking advantage of this? Now, I know you're talking about that in the Rose. There's the Flurio Peninsula, the Iron Triangle, the Barossa Valley gets talked about. Does it have to be the Barossa? McLaren Vale, the West Coast, Port Lincoln. There's a lot of uh, ideas there. Let's go to Mark from Grange. Hello, Mark. Oh, he's oh, not there. Oh, no, we're going to do him a little bit later. That's okay. all right. Mark, we're going to get to you a little bit later. I haven't forgotten you, Mark. Yeah, a stack of texts coming through, Roach. Uh, have a gather-round game at Norlunga where cars are allowed on the ground. Uh, would be awesome. Okay, so there's a suggestion. Up we'll go to... into that about the Sanford venues. I think that's an important issue here. Yes, mm. we'll, we'll address that very shortly. Afternoon, guys. Gather-round is not about the regions. Oh. It's about having as many football people in the one place at the same time. Have as many pre-season games as you like in the regions, but keep gather round central to the city. That's from Chris. So there's another Different view. Another one, yeah. All right, we've got a few seconds to go. Victorian teams may play up in the Riverland. Easy drive for many country vicos. Mm. Matt and Brisbane. That's a good point. All right, we'll get to more of your views. You can have that chance to win the $100 Archie's voucher. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Just after 3.30 on a Tuesday afternoon, Kim Barnaruch with you. Thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Just a reminder, at 3.50, the time on a journalistic masterpiece. It better be good, Roach. Roachie's Roast at 3.50. At 4 o'clock, we'll be joined by Gemma Barsby from the Strikers. They take on the Sydney Thunder at Karen Rolton Oval tomorrow. And Port Adelaide AFLW coach Lauren Arnell will join us at 4.35. But right now, we're heading over to Perth because the Redbacks take on WA tomorrow at the Wacker Roach. It's always a big challenge. But we are sitting in second place on the Shield ladder and uh, WA are sitting in third place. It's going to be a good game. Do we apologise? Uh, we did that to Ryan Harris. We can't oh, keep okay. sucking up. Like, they've right. been inconsistent for a long time, Roach. We jumped off at lunchtime on the final day against Queensland. We ended up with egg on our face and we're happy with that. Absolutely. Their captain joins us now, Jakey Lehman. How are you, Jake? Yeah, good guys. It was a bit of a roller coaster over in uh, Queensland, but at, at the end of the day, we got the got the job done, and, and everyone was happy with that. I'm hoping. That was your clacker going late in the game. 
<laughs> to be fair, to be fair, it was it was up and down all all that last day. But uh, I think overall the boys stayed pretty calm, and and that's probably the reason we came out with the result in the end. I was talking to Ryan Harris about it. We had him on the show a few days ago. I was watching it on KO, sitting on the edge of my seat like many South Aussies, and uh, the commentators were ripping into you for not having a third man. You held mm. your nerve, though. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, that Rhino was probably one of the worst there at the ground. He was At one point, he was out in the box waving his arms around. I don't know. I didn't know what he was saying, so... Uh, after the game, he was like, sorry about that. I'm just, just getting too emotionally invested. Yeah, <laughs> Jake, as captain, you need to have a lot of good advice around you. Which one of the bowlers was holding it together for you? Oh, I think uh, Mick Andrews been awesome for us all this year, to be honest with you. Um, anytime we've needed something, we've kind of gone to him and he, mm. he's produced the goods. And obviously, Bucky at the back end there as well um, was, was awesome. Um, yeah. He's just a young kid that's just growing every day. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of him um, in the future. Um, so, yeah, I think he's got great um, character and, and he showed that there and, and the celebration also showed that. I'm glad you mentioned McAndrew because if you look at the Sheffield Shield stats, it's a good year to be named Nathan or have a Mac in front of your name for South <laughs> Australia. Nathan McAndrew in the top three for wickets taken. He's taken 21. Nathan McSweeney in the top three for runs scored, 405 at an average of 57.85. How impressive have they been? Yeah, I think Nathan McSweeney has already um, played a few Aussie A games and, and is progressing nicely as a player. Um, he's also been great to talk to about cricket. Um, mm. he's, he's enthusiastic. He's got lots of ideas. He's playing good cricket. He's confident. Um and he's a great guy, so I'm really looking forward to the future of him as well. Jakey, everything old is new and everything new is old. Uh, your dad, Buff, was captain of South Australia during a fairly successful era. Uh, you've come along in a tough era. Mm. Um, how, how's the journey been for you? Because the Redbacks have copped a fair bit lately, and uh, we've been fairly hard on them, but we're a reflection of the phone calls and our listeners and the people that you know get involved with the show. Plus our impatience. Uh, yeah, and we're used to having a... a great South Australian mm. cricket team but it's been very inconsistent for a number of years now. Do you feel like things are changing? Yeah I, I do actually. Like I've obviously rode the wave a little bit with everyone and I, I think I guess the public and, and people out there that do have their opinions just need to know that everyone is trying their absolute mm. best and, and, and trying to get the results and trying to get that consistency that uh, everyone is striving for um, and you know, there's it it only four or five years ago that we played in a couple of shield finals, but unfortunately lost them, and mm. that builds the pressure. And then the the squads changed again from there, um, and I feel like we're, we're building to that um, consistency again with with the group of players we got. So I'm actually really excited to see what happens for in the rest of this year and and the, and the years coming. In sport, any sport doesn't have to be cricket. A victory like you had last week can really turn things around and give a little bit of self belief. You have a nice platform now. You're two and two, sitting in second position. So you've got a real opportunity this year. Yeah, I think uh, getting those early wins in the season really does help set up your, your season. You don't really uh, worry about what, what's going to happen in the next game. You try and plan and, and play good cricket and hopefully the wins just continue to flow from there like we saw in the one-day cricket last year. Once you get one or two wins, the self-belief does grow and, and within the team the belief grows and um, that you're on the right track. So that's exciting. Jake, it's a quick turnaround from playing Western Australia at home to playing Western Australia in the West. What do you need to change this time around to get a different result? 
I think they've got a really good, solid team that, that, that play every week and, and they rely on their bowlers and they've got good uh, probably seven or eight bowlers, to be honest with you. So I think it's it's the consistency with the bat, not to have that, that session that where, we, mm. where we have lost three or four wickets in a group. Um, you know, WA are always going to play four days of high cricket and we just need to match that, uh, in particular with the bat, I think. Notable because they are, by the stats, the least scored against team in Sheffield Shield this year. So the bowlers are certainly doing the job for them. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. You know, that they're rolling out a pretty high-quality bowling attack mm. and um, that, that's something that we understand as a as a team that we need to be better at and more consistent at is it, it, that, that batting side of things. So um, it's a great challenge this week. But once again, we, we've got some guys getting some runs. Hunty, Hunty got a brilliant 160 the other week. That was awesome to see. Like you said, Nathan McSweeney's been mm. been great. Ben Menenti down the order continues to get runs for us. So, um, you know, it it is slowly coming together and hopefully we can continue to put good team performances out there. Jake, we had one of your young batsmen, Daniel Drew, in here doing some work experience for a, for a week. Uh, Roach got hold of him and it seemed to destroy his confidence as he recovered. <laughs> How is the lad? <laughs> nah, Drew, Drew, Drew is a quality player and obviously he wouldn't be quite as happy with his output so mm. far as should be, but we're 100% backing him because he's shown over the last couple of years with, with double hundreds and, and other hundreds along the way that once he does get in and gets big runs. So um, that's something that I'm looking forward to this week and I wouldn't be surprised if um, Daniel Drew was in the runs this week, that's for sure. Jake, has the Wacker Square changed? We always knew it as a fast bowler's paradise for the way in which it got bounce on it, but has it changed in recent years and do you know why? Uh, yeah, I think it has uh, typically slowed down a little bit mm-hmm. over the last four or five years. And I just think, um, you know, coming here, there's a lot more football played on it during the winter. Um, there's a lot more traffic there. Um, they take a lot, a lot of care, obviously, over to Optus Stadium with the Test match and yeah. T20s being there. So it's just probably not as much time and um, effort put into that wicket and, okay. and more football played on it. Okay. Who's waiting in the wings at the moment? Jake, you know, playing district cricket. Who's going to be the next Hooksy or Buff or Chapelli Or Gillespie? Yeah, any big names out there or any big raps on young players? Oh, I think there's always some young kids coming through. I think we've got um, a, a kid called um, Kyle Brazell who's, who's opening the batting and captaining a teacher at the moment that's showing good promise. We've got um, Tom Kelly still getting runs. Um, most weeks to start doing a great job captaining them as well so um, that's awesome there's Harry Matthias there as well so I think mm. I think overall um, they are developing nicely as players What's the word on the new format for grade cricket do you think we're getting what we intended to be a more competitive set of club based competitions there Yeah I think so I think um, what we've seen already from the Division 1 games mm. is that they're they're competitive, high quality. The good players are getting runs and the, and the good bowlers are getting wickets is is what you want to see. Um, yeah. I guess another one there is probably someone like Lloyd Pope um, getting challenged mm-hmm. again more to, to continually get good batters out and, and we're seeing that already develop. So that's awesome to, for the competition. It may take one or two years to, to develop further and get the players yeah. in the correct divisions that we want them in, but um, I think it's a good step forward. So going okay in the Shield ladder at the moment, sitting in second place, yet to get a win in the one-day comp in the Marsh Cup. You play on Monday against WA. Uh, what's the problem there? You're, four, you're zipping four. Yeah, unfortunately in that competition, that 
Um, we just haven't quite done the job with our ball, which at the moment I would say the strength of our side and the consistency of the side is coming from the ball. And, um, yeah, we've just leaked too many runs uh, on some tough grounds to defend in terms of small boundaries and, and good wickets and they've just been out of reach with the bat. Um, so that's something, you know, we'll, we'll try and rectify this week and, and get on the board against WA, which once again have been awesome over the last five or six years in white ball cricket, whether it's for Western Australia or the Scorchers, um, they're consistently up there. We mentioned Ryan Harris before. How's it been having him there? Yeah, he's great, honestly. He's come in with a uh, fresh view on a few things. Um, definitely uh, a great tactical coach and, and offering a lot of advice to, to myself as captain, but also to the bowlers to, um, you know, keep growing and keep progressing. So, um and and another factor is he's, he's a great bloke. He's he's really calm around the dressing room. Yeah. Not always, but uh in the lead up and stuff he he he's really good to have around the, the dressing room. And yeah. how are you finding being captain, the responsibilities of captaincy? Yeah, I actually really enjoy it, I think, um, from my point of view. Um, you know, cricket doesn't always go your way with the bat and it's a, it's a way for me to continually help the side um, get better and win games and feel like you can have an impact on the game. And I really do like that that aspect of it and being involved in the game for the full four days. Uh, what's the setup now when you travel? Uh, we often talk about the old days. The old man would have had two and three in a room. Uh, you get your own room now or do you get your own room because you're captain? No, no, we're very lucky these days. Uh, the ACA have put on a few um, uh, recommendations and everyone gets their own bedroom and own bathroom and, and it's a pretty nice setup actually over here in Perth this week. So the boys, are, the boys are very happy. It's a big game tomorrow. What's the preparation from now until then? Yeah, we, we, we train at the Wacker this afternoon. Um, the bowlers probably don't typically do much this afternoon. They probably just get their recovery and, and that kind of stuff in and, and the batters will have a good hit because obviously like we said the wickets can be uh, slightly different over here and you just need to adjust to that so the batters will probably do a fair bit of work this afternoon and the bowlers will relax. Well this is a biggie playing WA over there and when you look at the position of both sides on the ladder we wish you all the very best Jake and appreciate your time today. No worries, thanks guys. And take no lip from them. <laughs> <laughs> Give some back. Yes. <laughs> Good that's on you, Jakey. Yeah, that's been Menenti's role for us. Right. Oh, <laughs> We're looking it. forward to oh, it. Right. Well, watch with great interest. Should be a beauty, though, Rooch, when you look at South Australia's in second position, WA in third position on two wins apiece, mm. as an opportunity to get a bit of a break on yeah, the good WA. Good would it be? Back-to-back wins. That yeah, would be something. Yeah. Are, you, are you tipping them? In the West, no. No, I think it's too hard an ask at the moment. But I look forward to how they fight. Yeah. yeah. Well, you never know. Um a good side. I think I'm with W-O. you. Yeah, very good side. Mm. All righty, Roach, you've got to prepare yourself, all right? You're ready yes. to go? you got the gravy ready? I've got the gravy. I've no lumps. I was stirring it no while lumps. I was talking. No lumps in the gravy whatsoever. The time-honoured journalistic masterpiece, self-titled, that is. <laughs> uh, Roachie's Roast is coming up next. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 
Nearly 3.52. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. It's 18.9 degrees outside. A few texts coming through before we get into Rucci's roast. Uh, this one's from Chris. He says, thank you for being there, Kimbo and Rooch. After many years of listening to all Talkback Sports Radio, you guys have excelled in enlightening us listeners with your diplomacy towards facts and in answering and then in brackets, there has been a lot of them, all our queries, as well as insight on so many subjects. Cheers, you've copped it and you've dished it out and it's been fun to listen to. Uh, Rooch, you can be a bit long-winded, though. Okay. Uh, that wasn't ad-lib, that was actually there, Rooch. Right. Thank you, Chris. And we had one earlier. Um, yeah, you can't please everyone. Now, we no. had one earlier, Rooch, was saying um, they listened to the podcast last night. It's only 80 minutes. Obviously, you don't have news or ads in the podcast. Then the gentleman took off 60 minutes of me heaping it on you, and it actually goes for 20 minutes of normality. <laughs> so, um, uh, but that's our shtick. If I wasn't holding the Rooch accountable, he'd just be waffling on about prison bar jumpers, how, oh. ba- how bad the advertiser is, why Ken Hinckley hasn't got an MBE, and, uh, and your bloody house renovation, which is one extra room that's been going for five and a half years. So 10. God. Do you know, seriously, do you know February next year marks the 10th anniversary of, of your the slab being oh, poured? I'd, it's I'd, horrendous, Kim. I, I would, horrendous. I, would, I think you've got to take responsibility as well. I'd hate to be working for you, Rooch. You're a little bit pedantic. Oh, okay. Well, how many builders have you gone through? Only one. One? <laughs> and then well, the Gowans well, boys came to the rescue. Well, there you go. You should have gone through them. You should have sacked the first one. All right, let's jump into it, Rooch. We've got a bit to get through. Right. We've got $100 Archie's voucher to give away, okay? So uh, Archie's thong, so comfy you'll never take them off. They have an arch support in them. They're mm. absolute rippers. Uh, just give us your thoughts in regards to gathers or at gather round, where games should be played. What should we be promoting? We've suggested the Iron Triangle, Flurio Peninsula, the Barossa, McLaren Vale, the West Coast, Port Lincoln, Riverland, southeastern Mount Gambier. There's York Peninsula. It goes on and on and on. Before- what about Kangaroo Island? There's another one, all right? Might be a little bit hard for transport there, Rooch. Um, before we get into your roast, let's go to Mark from Grange. Hello, Mark. Great, lads. I always wait for the afternoon when you use two come. I've got, I need a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. But uh, uh, talking about Port Lincoln, I, I've been there, and that, I think it's called the Memorial Oval. Yes. Uh, it's a great, you know, some great footballers come to Port Lincoln. The accommodation would be great because they've got that big, big, uh, hotel they built the Hurley Company. Yeah. Um, and accommodate airline flight. That'd be a good day. You know, a good day, and uh, they get a good crowd there. So, and while there, they can see Mackay Diva. Oh, I yes. like it. Well, uh, good. A good suggestion, good Mark. You're in the running for that hundred dollars Archie's voucher. Mm. I, I like it, but not everyone agrees. A lot of people say it should just be about getting people into Adelaide in the metropolitan area. So it's an interesting one. So, mm. um. All right, here's another one, Roach, and then we'll get into your roast. Would be great to have gather round at other country venues, but Mount Barker costs twenty three million. I can understand the Barossa, but I am sure other sports would kick up a stink if the state government spent the same on another three or four venues. The AFL are not going to put games at grounds not up to standard. That's from Shane Kelly. Yep. You've got to remember, it generated eighty million last year. Yep, and if you can come up with a complex which. Serves more than football, even better. Yeah, all right. I've got RSI roots staring at bloody gravy. Yeah. They say it's gonna be a hundred degrees, even more maybe. But that won't stop the road. 
the gravy. I make the gravy every week and the Roach delivers the roast. All right, Roach, let it rip. Gather round, gather round, gather round. We have a bit to talk about. The AFL's big party is coming to town in April. All 18 AFL teams in the same place at the same time. The AFL is calling it, quote, the biggest footy festival in the country. Hello. Now, is that a bite back at the NRL for its advertising in Las Vegas where it claims to be the biggest sporting code in Australia? Perhaps. Is Gather Round bigger than NRL's Magic Round after just one year? Yes. We will leave the marketing brawl for others. We've got some bigger fish to fry, as they say. So let's focus on Gather Round Mark II. The first edition clearly was a success. Adelaide was a buzz with football tourists. Our Premier Peter Malinowskis proved to Australia, if not the world, that South Australia was open for business post-COVID and we are very good at doing business. Hoteliers were delighted to have their rooms filled again and already they are bumping up their rates for Gather Round next year. Well, <laughs> business is business. The SA Economy gained an $80 million injection, virtually a tenfold return for Mr Malinowskis, lining the pockets of the AFL clubs with much-needed cash. And the game gained that much-needed trigger point to have people travel to footy games again after being fixed to the television set during the pandemic. It was always going to be a hard act to follow. So what do we get for the second edition of Gather Round? Now, how did you describe the fixture, Kim? Oh, no, well, that, I thought it was... Underwhelming. Right. Okay. Not the concept. Uh, I just thought some of the games. We could mm. add a few more blockbusters. Yep. Well, it's good that Adelaide and Port Adelaide get the prime time mm-hmm. stages of Thursday and Friday night football. I like, like that. But where is the legacy to South Australian football from this grand festival? Mount Barker looked terrific, but the home team walked out of the venue last year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Malinowskis wanted games in the Barossa, and for the second year, there is none. So what has the state government and the AFL been doing for the past 12 months if there is no game in the Barossa next year and a major investment in a venue to serve the local community beyond Gather Round, we will be more than disappointed. We will be asking serious questions. And why did we not share the love for the second edition of Gather Round? Now, Nord is very fortunate to have a grand ally in AFL. Hello to Patrick Keane. But the legacy from Gather Round needs to spread across the Sandville venues with the long-lasting benefit that all the investment in these suburban grounds allows Sandville finals to be played at these venues. Mm -hmm. Win-win. North Adelaide is eager. It wants to set up a carnival outside Prospect Oval extending to the bowls clubs. Let's do it. Glenelg can offer Jetty Road to match the parade. Let's do it. Why is no one speaking of the Fluro Peninsula as a location anymore? That was on the original objectives. So, Mr. Premier, you were adventurous to get Gather Round away from Sydney. If you want to keep it and give South Australian football some lasting wins, become just as adventurous with your plans for every subsequent edition of Gather Round and ask yourself what legacy are you leaving for South Australian football. It needs to be more than a lovely new patch of grass on Nord Oval. Oh, you've had a few digs at Norwood. Hey, Rooch. Your well, mob's done all right from the government. 
<laughs> All the bloody port supporters in government. <laughs> Every premier has been a port well, man. Kim, it can't always be Norwood. Yeah, no, it's been can't port always Adelaide. be Norwood. It's been Port Adelaide. When Look it's after not North Norwood. Adelaide and Glenelg as well. Maybe even South and I, Central District. I'm with you. And when we talk about the fact that it's uh, generated 80 million, that's not all profit, obviously. No, but that's it what it uh, brings economy. into the economy. Yeah, but it needs a lasting legacy. I, I like it, Roach, and uh, I am a little disappointed that something wasn't done in the past 12 months. I know 12 I'm months staggered. isn't. It's not a long time though, but. Um, Look, we'll get Pete on and we'll get a we'll delve a little bit uh, deeper. In regards to your roast, here's a text, Rooch. Be funny if Rooch decided to use his final roast of the year, which is next week, Rooch. Tuesday. To torch Kimbo. <gasps> a full five minutes of everything Kimbo did this year that upset the Rooch. <laughs> well, he might get a full five minutes. If I did everything that upset me about bloody Rooch, I tell you, it'd be war and peace, Joey. War <laughs> and peace. You're not in here every day putting up the prick. Uh, hey! <laughs> Wow. Uh, who said that? I have no idea. It was lines. He's a ventriloquist. <laughs> uh, what have we got here? Got to go to the news. <laughs> I would make the two bottom. T- oh, I'm not reading that out, <laughs> what Mario. Happened? What did Mario say? No, I'm not reading it not out. Even, you can't paraphrase I, it. No. Well, he he's saying he'd make the two bottom teams every year go to a certain town in South Australia. I'm not going to. Oh, name I can the imagine town. it already. Yeah, I'm not naming oh, it. Dude. Shame on you, Mario. Boys, you know anything about Port Adelaide's AFLW's concession players who are supposed to be fine? Finalised by Friday. I presume Lauren Young will be one, and then it's a guess after that. That's from Phil. Well, we've got Lauren Arnell on later on. We'll yep. ask her about we'll the We'll pose the question. Change the squad. They have to do that. Lovely roast, Roach. It's a uh, minute past four, so we need Boy, to go mate. to the news. Yeah, and then after that, we have a chat to Gemma Barsby. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. We appreciate your company and all the correspondence that is coming through. There are a stack of texts coming through and suggestions to gather round Roots. We'll get to those shortly. We have a hundred dollar Archie's voucher to give away. What are Archie's, people say? Well, they are thongs. They are so comfy you'll never, ever take them off. They have a wonderful arch support in them. All righty, let's move on to our next guest, Roach. Uh, the Adelaide Strikers host the Sydney Thunder tomorrow at your favourite ground, the Karen Rolton Oval. We lost one. We're on a winning streak, and then yeah. we lost to the arch nemesis in the Brisbane Heat. Got down to the last ball as well. Joining so we've us. given second spot to the Sydney Thunder. We've got to get it back from them. Well, that can all change tomorrow, Roach, Ooh. I would suggest, if they play well, as we welcome Gemma Barsby, star of the Strikers. Hello, Gem. Hey, guys. How are you? Not bad. How was that loss? Yeah, it hurts, especially, obviously, like <laughs> yeah. you said, against the... Arch nemesis in the heat, but yeah. Um, yeah, we obviously didn't we didn't uh, put enough runs on the board, but we did well to take it to the last board. And you being a Queenslander, you, do you ever feel a little bit conflicted? <laughs> do you get involved in the banter out there, or are you neutral? <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends who it is. There's obviously, um, yeah, it's, I love love playing against them because obviously they know how I play and I know how they play. So it's always nice to get one up of them. But we ended up one all and potentially could play them in the. In the final series yet again. Oh, well, that be would be good. Yeah, yeah hey, be good. We'll, we'll move on. But did uh, now Shooters the one that's really started this um, ill feeling between <laughs> the two sides? But there was there a bit of lip out there. Um, I think it's obviously. I think Shooters obviously says how it is, and I know 
a lot of other teams think the same. So um, Tudor just came out and said it. And obviously the media took it and, and ran with it. But um, nah, it's always, it's always good competition. And yeah, they're just, yeah, they're, um, yeah, just obviously good, healthy competition. And um, we love playing against them. And I think, yeah, a lot of the other sides are in the same boat as us. Well, you're home again, Karen Rolt Noble, and you're playing a team that has a fair bit of form as well. What's your record like against Sydney Thunder? Yeah, they're they're going really well this yeah. year. Obviously, they um, they struggled last year because they had the international. Well, I think most of the um, internationals pull out on them last year, mm. so they kind of left in the lurch. Where this year they yeah, they've got the internationals and they're firing for them. So um, yeah, it's going to be a really good game. Obviously, two v three, so it's going to be um, a really hard fought game tomorrow night. And yeah, we're going to have to perform in in all three facets to get over the line against them. And the season comes and goes before you even know it. Uh, only five games remaining, and it's all pretty tight with the top five sides on the ladder at the moment. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. flying. Like, it feels like only yesterday we came together as a, as a squad, and we've only got, yeah, five five games left, and hopefully the final series. So, um, yeah, it's nice we're up in, in and around there to give ourselves the best opportunity, and hopefully we can finish second again like we did last year and host the... Post the um, eliminator. So which Jen, deck do you play on tomorrow? Do you play on the drop-ins or the other one? Uh, no, we're on the same pitch as we did against the Renegades. So one of the original um, Karen Rolton oval pitches. Now that um, yeah, now that tests the bowlers at times, doesn't it? Yeah, that one's a highway. Well, obviously yeah. the drop-ins from that oval had a bit more bounce and probably probably more in the women's game. Probably wasn't a T20 wicket, but it was um, it was good for us because suited our bowlers and we probably adapted a lot better as batters on those wickets but mm. um, yeah so on the same one as we did against the Renegades. Loving the cricket vernacular there Jim. It's a highway. Hey, I love it. Bouncing oh, wicket. Yeah it's, it's uh, Anzac Highway we're playing on. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful road. Yeah, yeah, watch good, the traffic with you. Good pub there too. The highway. <laughs> our friends have got that. I um, <laughs> Barring yourself, and you don't want to get too much kudos to other sides, but who would you say is the best team in the competition at the moment? Because the form team sitting in fifth place, and that's the Sydney Sixers, who have won their last four. Yeah, I'd probably say the Perth Scorchers who are sitting on top. They've got yep. um, the very dynamic of uh, Beth Mooney and Sophie Devine opening, and um, if one's not scoring the 100, the other one is. So um, they're, they're very hot at the moment, and obviously the, one of the reasons why they're sitting at uh, number one. So... Um, but yeah, I think it's good that there's obviously five teams still in the running for the top four, and it makes it exciting. So, um, but yeah, I'd probably actually say yeah, the Perth Scorchers are the, the team in form at the moment. Expecting any changes to the lineup? No, I don't think so. I think yeah, in T20 cricket, unless there's kind of injuries or um, or other selections pushing down or matchups, you kind of stick to the same. So um, yeah, hopefully we can get, we can bounce back after Mackay and and get back on a little winning streak. Um, we've mentioned this before. You've got cricket running through your veins, through your father, Trevor, who is a great Queensland cricketer. Uh, have you been watching the World Cup with uh, the, in the men's competition in India at the moment? Yeah, we've been watching bits and pieces of it. Not not glued to it because of the, the, the different times that they play mm. over there and stuff. But, um, but, yeah, definitely been keeping an eye on it. And, yeah, it's finally got to the good end of the, of, of the competition. They obviously play a lot of games prior to oh, the yeah. final series. So... Um, it's nice that it's finally got the, this part of the tournament. This is my point, Jim. We were talking about this before, and it happened about four years ago. I can remember talking about it on the same show. Now, you might be aware there's going to be some horrific weather coming, so 
Theoretically, there's a really good chance that Australia may not be able to get a result against South Africa. So after four years of planning, this happens once every four years, because if they're washed out on the Thursday, the game goes to the Friday, there's 90% chance of rain all day, or 90% of the day. So that's washed out. South Africa go through. It seems ridiculous. Yeah, that's the frustrating part about cricket. Obviously, the weather depends heavily on that. And I guess they've tried to allow for an extra day where I know in some tournaments, it's just what happens on the day and there's no real real movement if there is um, bad weather. So I guess they have that day um, up their sleeve. But like you said, if there's 90% chance of rain on that day too, it's not looking promising for Aussies. And yeah, like you said, it's frustrating. You build for four years for this mm. opportunity and for... The rain to get in the way would be yeah, pretty disappointing. Gemma, what do you think about the 50-over format? Because we've been debating as to whether it still has, well, even a relevance, because you have a look at how the World Cup is played, but in between, everyone's going more T20 than 50-over. Where do you think 50-over sits now? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I know it's a bit of a yeah, topic for conversation mm. at the moment, and I think there is still a part to play in it, but it kind of, yeah, the T20 circuit at the moment definitely taking over, and and you hear the the rumours behind the scenes of all the other um, franchises and ones all around the world popping up. And yeah. I think it's yeah trying to find ways to keep it um, interesting and entertaining because I know yeah players still definitely want to play it. It's just how you still um, get it up there with T20 cricket. It's, for example, it was like, um, I can't remember exactly if they're doing it in this World Cup, but where if uh, teams are behind the run rate where they have to bring a fielder in for the last couple of overs mm. makes that a bit more exciting where they're not delaying tactics and yep, stuff like yep, that. But yep. I definitely think there's still room for 50 over combat just how they structure it better, I guess. Yeah, I'm a broken record with this one, Jim. Get it back on free to wear and uh, it would still be incredibly relevant. Uh, that's my editorial comment. Gemma, we wish you all the very best tomorrow. It's a huge game against the Sydney Thunder. It gets underway at 3pm. If you've got the afternoon off, pop down and support the girls at Karen Rolton Oval. Mm. Always a joy to talk to you, Gemma. No, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, and enjoy the old Anzac Highway there. All right. <laughs> First pub on the left. Uh, <laughs> it's 11 minutes past four. Rouge, few texts coming through. Oh, what's Bready Boy got to say? I haven't pre-read this one. I have to take a big breath. It's a long one. Uh, hi, Brett. Uh, from Brett. Hi, Kim Bumroot. I must agree with Chris. I've changed from, oh, from, oh, I won't mention, from another station to SEN some time ago because you guys are very informative, respectful, and have cheeky fun. And yes, during the footy season, our emotions can get the better of us uh, at times. But overall, SEN is the best radio station for thorough sports news and great interviews. And I've become a loyal, long-time listener from uh, breakfast, lunch and afternoons. Keep up the great work, SEN. You rock. And also, it's been great not having to listen to an extremely annoying high-pitched voice, angry little leprechaun that used to play. Oh, dear. We know who you mean. And uh, the grumpy old... Oh, right. Uh, OK. All right. The, Brett, wow. thank you. Wow. Thank you. Look, we appreciate it. He won't roll over, though. <laughs> oh, Rouge, you're not, you're not... You won't let go. You won't let go. Um, one quick one. For Gather Round, should have sent the Bulldogs to Elizabeth. Boom, boom. All right. The Tigers to the Bay. Boom, boom. And even Collingwood to Alberton. <laughs> but make them come up with an alternative strip. KD of Horsham. No, I like that's that. That's got to be in the running for You're the You're in the running to get these Archie thongs. Yes. Good on you, KD. Very good. Uh, it's a 13 past four route, so you know what happens now. We go to a break. <laughs> you say it with so little confidence.
I, I'm not a bloke that rolls over, oh, honestly. No, no. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't roll over, Tim. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. And 32 seconds, and it's 19.3 degrees in the city, Roach. Uh, we're here thanks to Hyundai, the all new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. A lot of text coming through, Roach. Before we jump into them, though, there's some breaking news in the NBL. Yes, the Illawarra, Illawarra Hawks. What's going on with out? your fangs I today? No, they seem to have just don't move anymore, Kim. Yeah, get your jaw moving. Right. Well, they have bitten into their coach. Your moustache is growing inside your mouth. It's getting tangled with your tongue. You need, it needs a trim, Rich. Now, did you know that Jacob Jacomas, who was their coach until he was sacked, he only had five wins in 37 matches. That's not going to keep you in the job, is well, it? Well, I you, that's a fair reason he got hmm. sacked, Rich. So the interim manager will be Justin Tatum. He takes over while they work out where they're going to go in their next direction, the Illawarra Hawks. All right. So he's the father of a rather famous player, isn't he? Four-time winner, isn't he? Yeah, all Justin. The, what do they call them? All-stars in the NBA? Something like that, Rich. They're all Australian. Hey, we've been talking gather around. A lot of texts coming through. We've got that $100 voucher thanks to Archie's. Archie's thongs. So comfy you'll never take them off. Uh, this one's from Milo in Mount Gambia. Hello, Milo. Uh, the southeast of SA is the logical location for a country gather round game at Panola. The Coonawarra, I've often told the story. I nearly ended up playing for Panola as an 18-year-old, Roach. Uh, this would attract a healthy crowd from the total southeast as well as the western districts of Victoria. Hmm. Good suggestion. All right. Uh, Brettie Boy said, good stuff, Kimbo. Go SEN. Thank you, Brett. He's always positive. Uh, here we go. Maybe we're not positive, Roach. Hmm. This text says, I'm a bit disappointed with your attitude to gather round. Very negative. Interstate visitors have already made a long trip to get here. All games are a reasonable travel distance, including Mount Barker. Do you want them to catch another plane far uh, to far away grounds? That's from Robin. Robin, I think you'd, we would say that most of the people are coming, not just coming for a footy game, but they're doing it as a tourist holiday. Yeah, they stay over for a week. So they're going to want to see more of South Australia than just Adelaide. So we're trying to spread the love. We're not being negative. We're trying to actually develop Gather Round to be a bit more than just Adelaide Oval, Adelaide Oval and Norwood Oval. Mm. Needs to be more. I understand what Robin's saying as well. Yeah, get but, that. But uh, I think it's an opportunity. The, the, the whole deal with this is to sell your state. Not just Adelaide. Yeah. Mm. And that's why he's been keen on the Barossa and it's only an hour away. Yep. Um, what else have we got, Roach? Oh, you mentioned the news yesterday about Alex Rance. Yes, he to, is going to the Gold, to Gold Coast. Coast as a part-time leadership consultant. Yeah, well, he was on Sports Day, which is all part of SEN, and uh, he explained how the job came about. Uh, well, it was a bit of a family connection, actually. My uh, brother-in-law, he, he grew up here and then came to Melbourne, met my sister, had uh, three lovely kids, and then moved back up to the Gold Coast. So there's a little bit of a family tie up here. So that was six months ago, and oh, a few months ago now. Um, so, yeah, I... Um, yeah, and then I saw Dimmer came up here and I shot him a text message and then next thing I know, I've got a, a leadership and a culture consulting gig. Nice, so you reached out to him first. Yeah, well, I, I think it was um, as soon as he uh, was sort of having a little bit of a break up uh, and was going overseas, I said, mate, there's a, a holiday house up on the, on the Gold Coast if you ever want to come and have a visit. 
and they didn't get too much of a response back, uh, to be honest. But uh, then after, I think, the Gold Coast Suns did their uh, the magic, and then he got a gig, and then there was um, a few communications in between now and then. So it was, um, yeah, it was a pretty, I think it was a bit of a happy accident, to be honest. Not there surprising, is it? Well Not explained. He'll be a good addition to their program, Rich. We're here thanks to Brasilia mm. Coffee. Stay grounded, make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Just a reminder, Lauren Arnell, coach of the Port Adelaide AFLW program, will join us after 4.30. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roof. 27, we love Brasilia coffee. Stay grounded, make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia coffee. Here's a text, Rooch. Roochie. Hello. Why are the western suburbs being neglected during gather round? This is an appalling indictment on the AFL. A game should be played at Woodville or Richmond Oval. Come in to bat for the western suburbs, Roochie. Be a leader, not a mouse. <laughs> I, I threw that in, bit on. <laughs> Well, we know you have to add something to it. So we, we experienced it last year. Nord and the parade gives you more than just a football game. There's an experience. There's things you mm. add on, whether it be dining or now they're going to have the food festival there again, aren't they? Yep. North Adelaide is working to that carnival spirit with what they want to do at mm. Prospect. So it's really up to the clubs in the Western suburb to say what can they deliver what beyond they their offer? football ground. Yeah, yeah. strategically where they're placed. Geographically, the I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, here's a text that's come from Will. You're definitely having a half-empty cup of delicious Brasilia coffee, you negative numpties. Um, and I don't what want to sound negative. negative. No, I don't want to sound negative, but I know that's sort of the direction where it's like a criticism of what's mm. happening. I think your point was there needs to be a legacy. Has to be. Because we may not get – we'll have this for three or four years. We may not get it again for 12 Correct. or 16 years. So with the money it's generating, what will be the legacy? What yep. will we see? So I think that's the point. So if there's a nice – infrastructure or stadiums in the Barossa that comes from this, that's great. Let's, great for footy. Yeah, and we Sport. know we've got it in Mount Barker. Yeah. I think that's the point. But you can have your say on uh, 0427154166. News, then who, Roach? We're going to speak to Lauren Arnell at Port Adelaide. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Thirty-four on a Tuesday afternoon, currently 19.1 degrees outside. We're nearly done for another day. You've been a mild sensation today, Roach. There's mild? Been, yeah. yeah. Or oh, you think you've been better? No, I wouldn't, wouldn't go that far. I, I would be happy with mild. Okay. Before we get to our next guest, a lot of texts coming through about Gather Round and different suggestions. Mm. Uh, this one says, boys, as much as I love the Ponderosa... Out of doggy land there. Uh, there is not much for tourists to do out mm. here. I would have thought Glenelg with Jetty Road, etc. 
would be in the mix. Went to Nord last time, too small. Wife lined up for a whole quarter just to get me a beer. Mm. Oh, well, why don't you get your own bloody beer? Um, go to Kabawi this year. <laughs> Kabawi. Uh, I think if it went anywhere, to go to Edithburg. All right, time to chat to our next guest. They had a look. I'm not going to put words in them out. I would say it was a frustrating year because they had opportunities. Yep. Port Adelaide coach Lauren Arnell joins us. Hello, Loza. Hey, guys. How are we? Not bad. As we look at the year in review, would frustrating be one of the adjectives you'd use? I did find myself using that F word pretty regularly, actually. <laughs> but I think, um, no, nah, to be fair, it was really nice to finish on a high note and obviously send our skipper out and an absolute great of the game and, and international sport, really. That was mm. that was unbelievable. What was it? Only just over a week ago now. Mm. Um but overall, um, finishing 15th with our second year in the comp isn't quite where we think we're at, yep. um, but it's where we've landed. And so there is no doubt an element of frustration. And, and now it's, you know, we've had about a week and a half of review and player exit meetings and all of all of the things you do at the end of the year. And now I'm very much looking forward to next year already. So it was an improvement on the year before where you won one and drew one. You won two this year and drew another one. Uh, when you look back mm-hmm. at lost opportunities, and they are what they are, you can't change the past, but uh, games like the West Coast, uh, would that be one that you were pulling your hair out over? Yeah, the West Coast one was interesting, and we had three force changes to our forward line that week. We had Ash Saint suspended, Indy Tahoe had done her ACL, mm-hmm. and Julia Tickle out with injury, and that really impacted our shape ahead of the ball, and we do feel we gave ourselves many chances to win that game and, and couldn't pull through. And then, obviously, the Gold Coast Suns, they've just come out of the finals over the weekend and drawing with them at Alberton was one. We'd done almost everything to win that game. And, yeah, there's a couple of opportunities throughout the year where, you know, we have to learn from them, we have to be better. And, um, you know, you can really only at this point look ahead to next year and make sure you learn from those scenarios. So, yeah, two two and one draw and... Uh, is not exactly where, where we'd like to be at this point. Lauren, you coach a generation that is different from all other generations. They're not scared to say what's on their mind. When they went through the exit interviews, what did they throw back at you that you thought, got to take that on board, <laughs> got to take that on board? You know what they're like? Oh, no, that's an interesting question, Rooch. I think, like, honestly, our, our playing groups are... That I think we've got a pretty clear understanding in the playing group mm-hmm. of where we're at currently and what's required. And so the vast majority of the conversations are around, um, you know, we need to improve our standards in the off-season. And, mm-hmm. and one, if we're going to keep using the F word, one frustrating element for me is um, the contracts have just gone to 12 months in AFLW, but at the same time we have our players physically in front of us for six months of the year. Yeah. And so a lot of our conversations over the last week and a half have actually been here's what we need to get done over the next six months to make sure that we're a much better football team once we come back together. Mm. So, no, I think everyone, Rooch, is very much on the same page about what's required. And and number one in this off-season is is fitness, and that starts pretty soon. Okay. Um, Let's look at some of the positives. Abby Darrick took out your best and fairest. Um, Gemma Houghton had a sensational year and managed to be on the park this year. But, gee, to me, Mm. one of the big stories was Matilda Schultz. Uh, For the amount of footy that she hasn't played, or has played, whichever way you want to look at it, there is so much upside there. Yeah, Matilda's a very exciting young talent, and I heard you mention Glenelg and gather around earlier. She's she's a kid out of the bay who's been exceptional for a number of years now, and 
she's um yeah obviously finished I think third now BNF mm. on Friday night and and someone who you, th- you talk about the conversations you have post year and what's required next um, very motivated and driven to mm. and understands there's still so much room for growth in her game so yeah one of our very exciting young talents and I think um, a rock for the future into this competition so she's she's been great. And the thing that impresses me, Bruce, for someone that hasn't played a lot of footy, she has a high footy IQ. So, yeah, enormous upside. Lauren, the toughest part of the game is you have to cut players, as you did last week, mm-hmm. but it also opens opportunities for other. We've been getting massive text messages about Lauren Young, who prodigious <laughs> talent but yeah. has had a knee injury. You know she's through the Port Adelaide mm-hmm. Academy. Now, the question keeps being asked, how does she get to Port Adelaide and will she get to Port Adelaide? So you're the person to ask and answer the question. That's <laughs> no, a good question. I think sounds like your listeners are all over it. Lauren Young is, um, yeah, I think she won a SNFLW League mm. Best and Fairest a couple of years ago as a 16-year-old yep. and now uh, draft eligible. So one um, one list mechanism we had in coming into the competition 18 months ago was we had a reserve of up to three academy picks mm-hmm. that we could use over three seasons. And so um, whilst Lauren's been in our, our NGA academy um over a few years now she'd be one that we'd be looking to hopefully add onto our list through that that mechanism of being able to add three players through the nga so um yeah no doubt she's a highly prodigious talent we've had her being able to train with us once a week along with a couple of others um throughout this season and yeah she's definitely one on our radar how did she get through the knee injury how did she cope with that yeah, really good. She played um, SNFLW again for West Adelaide over the course of the year just gone. Um, and, yeah, she's doing really well. Good. good. To fast-track your rise up the ladder, uh, what will you be targeting in terms of recruiting? Mm. Uh, Recruiting-wise, obviously, there's the mechanism that we have to add some younger players. And I think, you know, there's some list management processes to unfold in the draft on December 18 of all timings, the week before Christmas. So... Mm. Um, list management doesn't occur for us in AFLW until the first week or so, two weeks of December. So there's a little bit to unfold now, but certainly if we can add, um, you know, a premium midfielder and a bit more pace in our team, that will definitely help us. Mm. And, you know, what I, what I was going to say earlier is we've actually found, we, we put a lot of time, and I know I've said this to you guys, we've put a lot of time into developing our offense in the last 12 months. Yep. We've actually, on, on key metrics, we're, we're top eight, top six in terms of generating score. In key games, we're actually just inaccurate, which cost us, oh, cost yeah. us games of footy this year. So you, you had a spate whilst of we've made... Five weeks there. Where sorry, you, you go. Could, no, I was just saying, you had a spate of about five weeks in a row where you just couldn't convert. Yeah, so again, the F word, frustrating. Yeah. Um, but we have seen massive growth in our ability to generate, generate score and generate offence. And the next gap for us is going to be contested possession and... Being able to win a lot more contests and go contest to contest with our fitness against the more experienced teams. It's an enormous honour, but it's also an enormous responsibility to wear the number one jumper at Port Adelaide as captain. To follow then Aaron Phillips into the number one jumper is even more an enormous <laughs> task. Who's up to it? Yeah, I'm not going to make an early shout on that one, Richard. It's, it's another good question, but I think um, no, I will, that'll be something that we look ahead to over the next like I said, six to eight months. Mm. And um, I think the people or the person that steps into that um, into that number one will be um, certainly making a mark on this off-season that we require to, to lift standards across the whole playing group. What have you seen leadership-wise grow within your group? 
Yeah, we've actually put a lot of investment into leadership across the whole group because we've got the way we built the list last year, we had probably a big gap between our most experienced players in AFLW and our really young group of 18 to 20-year-olds. And so we've, we've put a lot of investment and development into what we would call our emerging leadership group. And so we've been able to bring them into the more formal space of, of senior leaders. Um, and so there's, there's a number of faces that are growing in that aspect. Um, but we also just need to keep driving that development because our top age, the top end of our group are, are not getting any younger either. So it's something that we um, we continue to put time and energy into. Loz, did you have a good look at the first round of finals? <laughs> I watched three out of four games. So, yeah, I think I did. It did was pretty a, good. <laughs> did you have a look at Sydney? I did. They were um, they were pretty impressive against the Suns, weren't they? I think if there's anything to take out of those games, particularly the North... Obviously, Brisbane beat the Crows and we watched North Melbourne surprise the Ds at Icon Park on um, on Sunday. And I think if there's anything in that, as I said before, it's it's about contest and the um, the level of pressure that all four winning teams were able to take into those games was, was just next level. And particularly North Melbourne, I thought the pressure they were able to apply to the Ds mm. and um, really diminish a very high-scoring team, diminish their ability to score was enormous. All right, what happens this weekend? You've got Adelaide and Sydney. Who are you tipping? <laughs> well, you, you'd have to think the Crows at home against the Swans. I think the Swans have shown enormous growth and really exciting talent in their team. And we've seen McAvoy and Malloy make a massive difference oh, as off-season recruits. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd expect the Crows to win that one. Cats in Melbourne? Mm. Yeah, I, I can't see the Ds dropping three games in a row. I think they're too good. The Cats are, the cats are a good, really good team when they're at their best. Um, but Chloe Shear, we saw get injured with a collarbone and she'll be out for that game. So I expect Melbourne to bounce back. Now on to more important matters, and yeah. that is you. When do you officially become sleep deprived for the next two years? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, we'll wait and see, but it's supposed to be mid-Jan. So, oh, is it that um, far we'll away get... still? Yeah, I know. You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, baby's, um, baby's due mid-Jan. So, mid-Jan. yeah, that 40-degree day on Friday last week really Ooh. sorted me out but no um all going well guys and i appreciate um your support throughout this year it's um it's been awesome so yeah baby baby hopefully me jen right, we love it wow. you're a good egg and you know what port supporters are like so i'm reading this one out this is from brett who's a port <laughs> tragic can you please say to loza arnell that now she's a port adelaide family member she has to name her child russell even <laughs> if it's a girl <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. I Did you say that's from Brett? Good on you, Brett. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Freddie. <laughs> no, actually, um, I did a function with Erin in the week leading to her retirement, and she told the whole event space that if we won the game against the Giants, the baby would be called Erin. So oh. we might have to have three or four middle names for this child by the sounds of it, but oh, um, really? we'll get there. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so when do you get a break? Um, things have, yeah, now we've kind of done a fair bit of review. Things will wind down to an extent. Um, but yeah, obviously, as I mentioned, there's list management processes to go through even majority of December. So it'll be a, a lot quieter, but still, um, still engaged where I can be, um, as we move through, through that process through December. Well, Lauren, we really appreciate the time you always afford us. There were some good signs this year. It was a frustrating year, but, uh, you just get the feeling the breakout year could be next year. So fingers crossed. And if we don't speak to you beforehand, because oh, we probably won't, we go and leave next week. We wish you all the very, very best for January 
and for Bubs for little Russell Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Aaron Good on you guys. I, um, no, wow. No, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I, if I don't talk to you, it's an early shout, but have a great Christmas as well. Thank you. You, you too as well. You're probably going to have to throw a Jack in there for John Cale and a Jeff for Jeff Motley as well. <laughs> it's never ending, eh? <laughs> Good on you, Loz. See you guys. Uh, Thanks, Lauren. Lauren. Arnell, she's an absolute beauty. No pressure on the name. No. <laughs> no, none at all. Uh, Modbury Max sent a text. What's he got here? Hey, boys, we should be maximising all parts of Gather Round. The Barossa and Victor Harbour are obvious targets. Mm. Well, only an hour away. Yep. Maybe even a game at Elizabeth and Norlunga just to spread the metropolitan love. Yeah, we need to get to Prospect and Glenelg, don't we? We've got to find a winner for that $100 voucher too, Roach. Here's another one. The West would get a game, but they'd have to prune some trees. That's from Will. Oh, boom, Oh, boom. right. The wheel's very sharp like very that. Very good. Uh, what about the barbecue at Richmond? Worth driving from Melbourne for, Matt and Brizzy. Best barbecue in the land. They have a good Are yeah. you all right with West Adelaide still? They overlooked well, you as I'm the... a bit heartbroken. Yeah, they overlooked you as the... What are the ground announcer? Ground announcer, yes. yes. Yeah, they thought the time you got the message out, the quarters would have restarted. <laughs> hey, a bit <laughs> slow on the <laughs> read, Reach. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I do. Good. Uh, bring a game to Ethelton and I will wear a thong. Oh, Ethel from no. Ethelton. Oh, Ethel. No. no. I, don't, I don't even want to visualise that or think about it. Hey, you want to hear from Jack Gunson? We're all yes, surprised please. when he went up to Brisbane. Well, I wasn't surprised with that. No. But then wanting to go home and wanting to play again at the Hawks. Here he is. Having played here so long, it was I could not watch the games last year and um, they were really competitive. Uh, they, they played a lot of good footy, a great brand of football and um, that's something that Sam has, has had for the last two years, a, a, a attacking strong brand and um, that's something I'm looking forward to getting back involved with again. Never write off a great player and he has been a great player but gee, he would need a good pre-season. Well, he's got ambition. He follows it through. Never know, do you, Kim? He's got Don't a great footy IQ. Don't him off. He lost a lot of leg speed. He looked yeah. very slow up at Brizzy. Hey, let's hear from our own Jared Waitley, Rouge, because the Bulldogs, who underachieved, couldn't make the finals this year. A they... lot of talk around Luke Beveridge and what support he needed around him or what he needed to pull back from, perhaps. Well, they've decided to do an external review, mm -hmm. and it involves a man that's been involved in the game for a long time, and that is Peter Jackson. Here's Jared Waitley's editorial comment on that. How deeply intriguing that the Western Bulldogs have turned to revered administrator Peter Jackson in November as a fresh set of eyes ahead of what shapes as a crunch season in 2024. Within the club, the dogs know they are underachieving. The president and the chief executive have been unequivocal that the team should be challenging for the top four, not missing the eight. Equally unequivocal has been their support for Luke Beveridge, emphasised by the decision last summer to extend his contract. Since their season ended, the internal review has been intense. I think we know just enough on the outside to garner that. And the widespread change, well, that has swept through the men's program. It's a proven course of action when you're sticking resolute with your senior coach. The key decisions have been made and the guard changed. And now Jackson comes in. So the timing is fascinating. If you bring him in, say, in August, you risk inconvenient findings. To bring Jackson in now suggests a systems check, a final look over everything, to ensure that things are in order so that two things can happen. The first and the most desirable is that success can be achieved, and the second is that judgment can ultimately be cast. 
If the dogs fulfil their promise and rise to the top four, this process will have been a familiar catalyst to make the right change rather than the drastic one. But if the dogs again languish with everything perfectly in order by an independent assessment, the responsibility will rest with the coach. It's a high stakes season ahead. Judgment Day is coming at the Western Bulldogs. It's an exciting year coming up, isn't it, for all the subplots that are emerging already for the AFL. I asked you off air, where do you rank Gold Coast right now? Where do you position them? I need need to look at the list. I I don't have them in the top eight, but I think they'll be around the mark. They're a good side now. What? That is, wow. You think you well, I've got bring Western, in Damien Harwick. There's this thought that immediately something happens. Oh, really? Uh, Didn't well. happen in his first seven years. <laughs> Good point. Good point. You know what I mean. Well, you know what their impetus I, I is know. with him. Yeah. Well, nothing's guaranteed. Generally, we have two teams fall out of the eight. Generally. Mm. On average, all that sort of stuff. Can we do this when we come back next year? Oh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, it's just... It's got well, on some interesting subplots building I would already. have Western Bulldogs into, back into the eight before I'd have Gold Coast in the eight for the first time. Right. Okay. Uh, Roach, I have to give away this, or we have to give away this $100 Archie's voucher. All right, Archie's thong, so comfy you'll never take them off. We're going to give it to KD from Horsham. We like to have a bit of levity on the program. He said, for Gather Round, uh, they should have sent the Bulldogs to Elizabeth, the Tigers to the yes. Bay, and even Collingwood to Alberton, but make them come up with an alternate strip. Yeah. One of the big talking points has been, if it's played at the Barossa, who should get the game? Mm. Now, our panel operator, Brendan Lines, who was a football reporter up in the Barossa Gawler League for over five years, understands the mechanics and the rivalry between all these little towns, Linesy. So as an independent view, who do you think it should go to? Oh, thank you, Kimbo, for having me on. This is a bit different than doing the heavy lifting of the buttons. but uh... Well, you'll stuff them up in a minute if you're doing self-promotion. Come on, where should it go? Well, it's it's quite clear that the push is there to go to Tanunda. Tanunda. Why is. Tanunda? Well, simply because of its location, uh, close to the city, uh, sorry, into the town there. Um, So you're very close to all your headline uh, outlets for your wineries, all your tourist uh, outlets and all that. But the facilities, though? The facilities have been upgraded considerably over the last two years in terms of the Tanunda Show Hall, uh, which I was there earlier this year for the Melody Night music night. Fantastic. That you could cram as many people in there to watch on a big screen as well as out in the oval. So what doesn't Newry Upta have then? What Newry doesn't have is those facilities that I just mentioned that are at Tanunda. Okay. Whereas Newry has the playing surface the right size. So you almost want to take the best from from both and so Anguston out of the equation. Uh, Anguston is they've done a lot of development there, but not uh, as full as what Tanunda have done, and especially uh, with the location close to the town, it's it's thereabouts. But oh. I think the apple of the premier's eye here for tourist attractions is Tanunda and to see the Barossa. And is that why Gawler, which is the biggest town, doesn't come into the conversation very often? That. I think uh, having been, it would be pretty tricky to hold uh, such an event that they're striving for for Gather Round with a dog track around Gawler and that's Central. Gawler Central. O- Gawler Central's what about Williston? Williston actually has, surprisingly. Now, Roach, you might have to chime in here. They have had some AFL games yep, out there before. Played Melbourne there. Yep. The size is and there. GWS. Yes. Uh, however, 
it's the facilities. Okay, that so need you were the saying upgrading. if it goes to the brass head, it'll definitely be to number. I believe that, yes. That's my editorial comment. Let's yeah, leave a legacy well there, too. Eat. Love yeah. it. Yeah. All right, well, we're almost done, Roots. So, congratulations to KD from Horsham. You're the winner of the $100 Archie's voucher. We'll do it all again uh, tomorrow. Who we got on tomorrow? Do you know, Roots? I don't. No, Benny, tell me in my ear. We got no, anyone organised? He's working on it. Uh, he's wor- is that what he said? Apparently he was talking about Yvonne Gulligan joining us. Have you made that up? And Sir Lewis Hamilton. Okay. Kane Corns is on next, I can tell you that. Very All right. good. Have a great Tuesday evening. Right. Good night, everyone. Thank you.